everybody and welcome to the true crime squad welcome to wednesday night and to the first live true crime squad meeting of the week yes uh this is katie weaver and i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's it going it is going well i uh Sort of ran out of time and got a little discombobulated a couple of minutes ago. That <laughs> always happens right before we go live. So, but I'm good. <laughs> well, glad to hear it. Uh, <laughs> well, I had just got off the phone with my son. Uh, I knew this was going to happen, that he was going to call me like right at this time. So I was had all my stuff together because I knew that was coming. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's been coaching a freshman, uh, the D line of a freshman high school football team this season. Oh, and it yes. has been rough. They have lost all of their games. Um, yeah. They have so many kids in trouble for grades and uh, behavior and bullying and vandalism and anything you can think of. It's basically, this has just been like the bad news bears of football. Oh, dear. And tonight was their very last game. And it was, an, it was a bonus game that they got uh, because they didn't have any more. And anyway, for whatever reason, the freshmen got kind of a draw and got to have bo- a bonus game. To round out the season and they won are you serious <laughs> they finally won a game <laughs> yeah so Yay. every week i'm waiting till the end of the game to get a call from him and typically it's like oh my god did you see what just happened you know uh-huh. and this time uh it wasn't live stream so i didn't get to watch but uh yeah I, he said we can win this game i we can win this game we we are set up right to win this game and mm-hmm. by god they did they didn't just win. They actually obliterated the other team, which is, I mean, these are kids that have been losing 50 to zero. Yeah. They've had a really, really hard go. time. It was really yeah. nice. And a lot of parents came and talked to him and thanked him and, and kids. And yeah, he just, it was great. So anyway, it's always nice. I mean, winning isn't everything, but um, losing every game also really sucks. So, oh, I mean, it's so, so demoralizing. Congratulations. You know? it's awful especially for coaches that are like i am literally giving you guys everything i've got but there's been a real apathy problem and there was a bullying problem that's finally been dealt with but Mm. you know it's hard when your kids don't care a few weeks ago the head coach was in a huddle was railing on him about we lose every game and one of the kids said coach quit talking to us about losing games we don't care (laughs) they're like what the hell what do you do with that? Why are you here? Like, <laughs> right. what? Yeah, like you don't care. Well, why are you playing then? Like, well, right. I mean, yes, to grow and to get better, and because you love the sport, I can give you all of that. But you got to care somewhat. You have to care about getting beat fifty to nothing, right? I mean, come on. What are you working towards if you don't care at all about winning a game here and there? <laughs> It's hard to know. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. But here we are. We have a huge, huge docket of cases to cover today. We do. 
docket. I always say that. That's really Scott Reich's thing. It's not ours, but it comes out of my mouth because it's a great thing to say. So thanks, well, Scott Reich. Well, it is. And it is also just true. It's true. Yeah. And thanks, Scott, for being awesome. I mean, I, I guess they say, uh, you know, uh, copying is the best flattery or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Colleen said there's got eliminated from districts last night. Ah, shoot. Yep. It's that time of year. Yeah, it is. That's up. right where things are. In fact, we went to our last fall ball uh, games, you know, in, in Billings over this weekend. Mm -hmm. And our girls managed to, you know, my, my daughter goes to a junior college, a two-year, and they managed mm -hmm. to beat a four-year school, which is, that's pretty great. That, I think that's really cool. And, and a four-year school that's, that's not trash, that does quite well. And they mm -hmm. pulled off a W, and that team beat everybody else while they were there. But these guys beat them, which was pretty amazing. That's cool. Yeah. And Mars hit a stand-up double in that game and had a couple of really good defensive plays. So I'm like, you can roll with these guys. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Ah, Cranky, thank you. You must have heard me yesterday completely uh, <laughs> destroy pronouncing that. Wakisha. Wa uh, runs with a Rockisha. 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 Okay. That's good because Cranky, you're reading my mind. Because that's the first thing we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the artist formerly known as Darrell. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are following this nonsense. If he's going by a symbol, can it be the bird? Can this oh be the God. symbol? <laughs> yes. This person. If you don't know who I'm talking about, we are talking about this fool, Darrell Brooks, who is the guy who drove through the Christmas parade last year mm -hmm. in Rockashaw and killed six people and injured many, many more. He's up on a huge slew of charges. Yeah. And he has decided to represent himself. And if you ever thought that the Daybell trial was a belligerent turd circus up to this point or the Daybell matter, <laughs> you have not seen this. I don't know how the judge is doing it. I frankly just don't know. I don't think she should have to put up with this at all. And in fact, the worst of outbursts happened today. And I'm going to show it to you. But it's ridiculous. So here's what's happening. He is claiming to be a sovereign citizen. Sovereign citizenry is basically a conspiracy theory mm -hmm. of people who have decided that the U.S. government has no control over them. So apparently they can live here and do whatever the hell they want. And that's just cool because the laws of the land here don't apply to them. There's some ridiculous nonsense about the that on your birth certificate, your name is in all caps, but that's not your given name. And so that's not really who you are. So basically you have a legal name and also a given or spiritual name that isn't in all caps. And it's, I can't, there are others that can explain that a lot better than I can, but it's absolutely asinine. Yes, I think that is what Dor Lori's dad was going off about, too. Mm -hmm. Well, so, it's you just know, sort of like people that decide that they're just not, you can't do anything to me because I'm not really part of this country, even though they live here. And yes, mm -hmm. yes, they are. Yeah. 
So that's essentially what this is. I mean, he's kind of changing the rules as he goes because uh, he wants to. And apparently as a sovereign citizen, that's what one can do. Mm-hmm. But the court immediately, you know, let him know that they were not going to uh, recognize that as a solid defense or as a, a, a plausible defense because it's not. Right. But he, one of the tactics he keeps using in court is refusing to respond to his name. So he'll ask, this is what's really terrible about what he gets to do here, besides the disrespect of the judge that is beyond the pale. But what he gets to do is question and cross-examine all of the witnesses that the prosecution's bringing out that he has injured. Yeah, it's awful. And be belligerent and awful with them. Uh, There is a clip that I'm not going to share tonight with the medical examiner about a child that was killed that uh, had her in tears. It was so ugly. It's so ridiculous. He objects to literally everything. There is a constant stream coming out of his mouth. Mm. And so a lot of people have been like, I don't understand why the judge is not holding him in contempt. He deserves to be held in contempt. Well, here's why. He's already in custody. Right. Putting, putting someone in contempt is putting them in custody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, until they straighten their shit out. Well, he's already in custody. So that will do nothing but cause delays. And that's not really a punishment for him. So what the judge is doing instead is they have an adjacent courtroom. And if he gets too disruptive, then they wrestle him out of court. She has to excuse the jury constantly to try to protect the jury from all of his bullshit. Mm. And so he gets out of hand. She dismisses the jury. They wrestle him into the other courtroom where she can see him on a CC camera. Mm -hmm. And he can hear, but she has him muted. And then if he has an objection, he has to hold up a sign. I object. (laughs) Are you serious? mm -hmm, Oh, this is bad. She can decide if she wants to unmute him and hear that objection or not. (laughs) So that's how she's dealing with this uh, belligerent herd circus. It's like, uh, it's unbelievable. You know, and she has been really patient and really careful because what some other uh, attorneys and former prosecuting attorneys are saying is that these uh, these folks are actually fairly uh, dangerous to the law because mm-hmm. they will sue everybody. Uh, even with outstanding, they'll sue everybody and give people, you know, like all of the, the, the threats he's made to the judge about her misconduct, prosecutorial misconduct and judicial misconduct constantly. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win. And so probably those things won't happen. Right. But uh, they have happened. And all of the sovereign citizen stuff is really disruptive to the courts. So I do have a, a, a clip. It's of three different incidences. It's about six minutes, which is fairly long. But I honestly, I feel like you guys probably want to see it. It's just really something. Um, yes, it is a dignified timeout for sure. So, but I think this will give you a very good sense of the bullshit that she's up against and the uh, the utter nonsense that's coming out of the sky. So I'm going to go ahead and call that up. 
can't even rebut what you're saying. I didn't interrupt you. I let you make your incorrect record. Mr. Brooks, I'm bringing the jury out and we're continuing. We're going to get through these witnesses. Okay? And I'm not stopping you through from doing that. Through your behavior, you're not going to delay these you, proceedings today. I'm not trying to delay the proceedings. So I wish you would stop being incorrect on the record and saying what I'm trying to do if you don't know that. You don't Mr. know Brooks, what I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm bringing the jury out. I'm not going to argue with you. Then, so. then don't. Because I'm not arguing with you either. I'm stating facts. You're raising your voice. It's because very Because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you always making a record. At me. You're making a record of me trying to look bad. I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. I'm making a record of what's accurately You're making a record of incorrect statements. That's what you're doing. You're not making a record of Mr. not Rose, being I'm able. I'm advising you to be quiet because the jury's coming back you're out. You're advising me to be quiet? Is you telling me to be quiet? I'm advising you to be respectful when the jury Are you comes telling out? me to be quiet or are you asking me? I'm asking you and advising okay. you. Okay, thank you for correcting that, because don't nobody tell me what to do. I don't tell nobody else what to do. I'd appreciate we're all you. In, we're all adults in here. I've never told you to sir. do anything at all. Sir, I'd appreciate if your tone of voice would change. I, I would appreciate if you would ask me. I'm a grown man with grown kids. Don't nobody Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. Nobody. I don't have a problem with doing what you asked me to do, not tell me. Just like when I ask you about subject matter jurisdiction that you have yet to prove on the record. But somehow I'm being intentionally disruptive. Come on, man. Stop. Just stop it. Jury's right. coming out. All right for the jury. Not going to work. Not fair. I can't even rebut what you're saying. I didn't interrupt you. I let you make your incorrect record. Mr. Brooks, I'm bringing the jury out and we're continuing. We're going to get through these witnesses. Okay? And I'm not stopping you through from doing that. Through your behavior, you're not going to delay these you, proceedings today. I'm not trying to delay continue. the proceedings. So I wish you would stop being incorrect on the record and saying what I'm trying to do if you don't know that. You don't Mr. know Brooks, what I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm bringing the jury out. I'm not going to argue with you. Then, so. then don't. Because I'm not arguing with you either. I'm stating facts. You're raising your voice. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm tired of you always making a record. At me. You're making a record of me trying to look bad. I know what you're trying to do. It's not going to work. I'm making a record of what's accurately. You're being making done a record of incorrect statements. That's what you're doing. You're not making a record of Mr. not Rose, being. I'm able. advising you to be quiet because the jury's coming back. You're out. advising me to be quiet. Is you telling I'm me to be quiet? You to be respectful when the jury. Are you comes telling out. me to be quiet or are you asking me? I'm asking you and advising okay. you. Okay, thank you for correcting that, because don't nobody tell me what to do. I don't tell nobody else what to do. I'd appreciate we're all you. In, we're all adults in here. I've never told you to sir. do anything at all. Sir, I'd appreciate if your tone of voice would change. I, I would appreciate if you would ask me. I'm a grown man with grown kids. Don't nobody Ain't nobody going to talk to me like that. Nobody. I don't have a problem with doing what you asked me to do, not tell me. Just like when I ask you about subject matter jurisdiction that you have yet to prove on the record. But somehow I'm being intentionally disruptive. Come on, man. Stop. Just stop it. Jury's coming out. All right for the jury. Not going to work. It's relevant. It's not leading. The witness's answers may stand. I mean, yeah, you overrule every objection. And the jury will disregard the additional commentary made by Mr. Brooks at this time. Judicial misconduct at its finest. And which leg was that, sir? Objection, accent, answer. Overruled. You may answer. And peace, Kierva.
My left leg. Did you have to have surgery on that leg? An objection. Bleeding. Overruled. Sí. Yes. Just one. Two. Two. Mr. Brooks, you are advised to stop with the commentary. No, I'm going to say what I want. You called this witness. I'm going to take a break right now and excuse the jury and this witness. All right. What, you, what you're doing is judicial misconduct. Judicial misconduct. But you don't want the jury to hear the truth. That's not fair to the jury. They have a right to hear everything. I'm not gonna sit here and let you fix fix the trial because you don't want to tell the truth to the jury. Mr. Brooks, please stop. No, ain't no please. You are nothing. being disruptive. Ain't you no are please. being disrespectful. Yeah, you always the gonna find some reason to down. say somebody's being disruptive because they want the truth to be out there. Man, quit it. You're supposed to be Mr. The judge. Brooks, I'm advising you that continued interruptions will result in you forfeiting your right to be okay, present in this court. Under what under what law in fact can you do that? Illinois versus Allen. Okay, sir. but the fourth the fourth uh, option that you made up that's not even in the uh, law. Mr. Because Brooks, you can't do that. I need to make a by ruling. law you can't do that. I need to make and you know you can't. All right, I'm going to um, excuse everyone. Mr. Brooks is being removed from the courtroom. He will continue in the neighboring courtroom. Uh, please make sure he has his objection signed and a pad of paper. So is that so that he can so is that holding me in contempt? And I will make a ruling when I. And, uh, so are you holding me in up. contempt? Is that civil or criminal? Um, I'm overruling it. It's relevant. It's not leading. The witnesses' answers may stand. Yeah, you overrule every objection. And the jury will disregard the... Can you oh. even? I I really have serious concerns about the way she's handling this. She, it, she started Why differently. Are you arguing Yeah. She should immediately consequence him the first time he starts that shit mm -hmm. and not stand there and argue with him and pace and ought. She really appears very shaken by his mm -hmm. behavior. And that is exactly what he wants. Yeah. She's she didn't start him. that way, but he is really wearing her down. Yep. However, yeah. she is also trying very hard to protect his rights, you know, mm -hmm. and because of this bullshit he's pulling, it's part of that. But I agree that she needs to shut this down faster. Stop listening. Stop responding. Mm -hmm. Just stop. But I am dumbfounded to see anyone talking to a judge like that. Dumbfounded. Mm -hmm. Well, and somehow he thinks that the stuff he's muttering is going to help him with the jury. Right. I mean, this stuff, partially what she's doing is removing the jury so they don't see the worst of his behavior. Right. She's, again, protecting him from himself. However, I mean, he's making those choices quite obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, and I don't know why the first clip replayed twice. I, you know, tech, mm. but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's, uh, that's basically, that's the bulk of what's coming out of that courtroom. I mean, part of it is he's, he is keeping things so disrupted that it's probably somewhat chaotic to even put on this case. The mm -hmm. thing is, there is so much evidence against him, it's not even funny. Right. 
there is so much camera and film evidence against him. Yeah. And then after he wrecked, he ended up in somebody's yard who brought him in their house and fed him and gave him, uh, let him use their phone to call his mother and pay for an Uber to get him back to his own house. Because they didn't know. They thought he was homeless. He said he was homeless. Mm-hmm. And they were just being kind and taking care of him. And then, uh, you know, discovered that this was the, the driver of the car. Mm-hmm. It's just unreal. But anyway, I don't want to put any more time into this, except for that I just really wanted you guys to experience what's actually going on in that courtroom. Because that is that's bizarre. just absolutely bonkers. She's just, she's got to stop talking back. Uh-huh. When she tells him what he's going to do, then that's the end of it. She's got to stop replying. Yep, totally. She's given him power. It's not yes. good. Yep, it needs to stop. So we'll keep watching it and let you know what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Law and Crime on Facebook and on Twitter are doing a really good job covering this case. So if you mm-hmm. want to see more of those uh, clips, that's where you'll find a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christy, talk to us about the Kristen Smart trial. Well, there is a verdict in the Kristen Smart murder trial. It's interesting. This whole thing has been interesting. So Paul Flores has been convicted of murdering Kristen Denise Smart. And we know this case is 20 years old or more. Yeah. Uh, Also... A separate panel of jurors that were hearing Ruben Flores's case. Ruben is Paul's dad and was charged as an accessory for helping Paul to hide the body. He has been acquitted. Yeah. Which is odd. Mm-hmm. This whole thing is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the problem is that we still don't have a body. Yep. Um, her body was moved in 2020 apparently and it was under Ruben's deck it was under Ruben's deck and now we don't know where it is and Paul will not tell anyone where it is mm-hmm. but she had actually been under their deck all along until 2020 yep yep so i don't know i mean it's such an anticlimactic end in a lot of ways yeah. I mean, I'm glad he's been convicted, obviously, but for no closure for the family, like they still know it's pretty hollow. Her. It's yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. It's very hollow. Yeah. Yeah. But at least they got the conviction. I agree. Janet said Ruben's age and lack of criminal history is what got him acquitted, in my opinion. I agree with that yeah, entirely. Um, but, you know, the fact that that body was there. Yeah. 2020 and dad never said anything i don't know i'm not i'm not okay yeah. at being acquitted honestly i'm really not no definitely no it's disgusting you know now that he's he's convicted i mean they're just never gonna know where Kristen smart is and that's no. okay yep well in another case we've been tracking for quite some time mm-hmm in which the body was found. Yes, oh boy. Talking about, of course, uh, little Serenity. Serenity McKinney. Mm-hmm. Um, Serenity was missing around the same time that uh, Harmony 
went missing. Montgomery, yeah. But Serenity's body was found. Uh, and in fact, her body was found using cell phone pings. And of course, her mother and mother's boyfriend were both uh, have been arrested and charged and they're kind of sitting in stasis right now. I think they've been waiting for a long time for the autopsy to come back. Yeah. Um, and the autopsy did finally come back. So Serenity was four. And she was found buried in the woods, uh, wrapped in a plastic bag and stuffed in a suitcase. So the autopsy report shows that she had a broken arm and a compound fracture of the leg. But that's all they know. So her death is ruled a homicide, but ca uh, uh, cause of death is unknown. Right. But now we'll see uh, the trial against uh, those that are believed to have hurt her, unfortunately, her mother and mother's boyfriend, at least be able to move forward. Just made me think a lot about how many of these kids have not been found. Right. You know, you know that's yeah. much more common for them to not be found. Yeah. It's just sickening. For sure. Yeah. At least on Serenity, we're getting somewhere. But mm -hmm. there's another missing 20-month-old oh. that you may have heard about. Yeah. This is... An absolutely sickening case. And we're talking about, let's see. Sorry, I have so many windows open. There's <laughs> so much. This is Quentin Simon. Quentin Simon is 20 months old. He's been missing since the 5th of October. The police are quite sure, they're actually very sure, that his mother is the uh, top suspect. Mm -hmm. And... So this is uh, in Georgia, in Chatham County. And they believe that he was placed in a dumpster and ended up in the landfill. So they're currently doing a mass search of the landfill for his body. They have not arrested mom because they said that they don't really have enough yet to arrest mom. And so mom is out living it up. And today there were protesters at her home while she and her husband were at a bar doing shots racking up a $300 bill they're just living it up like there's nothing up well and like they unreal. have no responsibilities now yeah it's really really gross mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. although so, we've seen that how many times now Oh, yeah. That after a small child goes missing, that the first thing, well, two two different cases where the parents went to a sex store after mm -hmm. their young child went missing. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, her so, and her mother. It was her and her mother, not her. Oh, her husband. and her mother. They are in, uh, uh, the FBI is involved and they are really actively searching for this poor little guy but it just is really getting to people as the uh you know they're they're pretty disgusted and mm -hmm. pissed off at this point that she has not been arrested yet and that she's just out living it up like this well they think they know what dumpster she threw his body into yeah and they're searching a landfill where that dumpster mm -hmm. trash gets dumped i mean they believe they're going to find this baby's body yeah at that landfill yeah 
Yep. So that's mm-hmm. all we know so far on that case, but we'll keep tracking it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Casey Anthony as well out bar and club hopping right after her little one died. Yep. Yeah. Or disappeared. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. It's really disgusting. All of it. Yeah. So there is that one. Uh, Christy, talk to us about Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy. Okay. So this is in the um, Okmulgee um, missing. Now we know murdered four men. We did it. We covered this case earlier this week. So there was a man named as person, a person of interest. And that was Joe Kennedy. Mm -hmm. The police talked to him last Friday Then they found the bodies on Saturday and then they wanted to talk to him some more and he was gone. Uh, He has been now caught and he is in custody. He was driving a uh, stolen vehicle when he was caught. So he is in jail um, for the car theft so that, you know, also they can talk to him because the what they believe to be the murder site of these four men is on property just adjacent to his salvage yard and their cell phones pinged to the salvage yard as well. Uh-huh. So they have not called him a suspect. They've called him a person of interest. There was worry that he had gone and taken his own life because there right. was some indication that he, you know, he disappeared and may have been suicidal. Uh-huh. Um. You know, we don't know what his involvement was. Right. But obviously, you know, the police um, definitely needed to speak to him some more. So I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad they found him. And he is nearly 70 years old. Yes. Yeah. Do we really believe he possibly could have shot and dismembered all four of and overpowered all four of these men? Right, and, and then remembered them and their thrown bodies? them into the river. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Yeah, or if... were they going to rob him, Sherry, or were they going to go help him? Right, That's the See, question. The question is: Was he to be the victim, or was he a participant? Right. And how did this all turn into the murder and dismemberment? I can't get over like what it would take not only to shoot and kill these men, but then dismember four grown men. And transport the pieces of their bodies to the river and yeah. dump them. Like, it does not seem like a single-person person job. Especially a man that's nearly 70. Right. But we'll see if if the police get anything out of this dude, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he clearly knows something. Mm-hmm. Because he ran and he, dis- he ditched his own car and stole a car. Yeah. Real, real sharp dude here. Mm-hmm. Real stable genius. When you think the oh. cops are after you, you steal a car to get away. <laughs> like, yeah. We're, we're definitely not dealing with genius level subject matter here at no. all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Amy, with Oklahoma's stand your ground law, if he did it in self-defense, he would have been fine. Right. So the, what's he hiding? The line would have been what's crossed with the dismemberment, I think, right. in that case. Really would have but, had to call the police at that point, not quite take it that far. Yeah. But, so th- there's so many potentials of what this could be. Yeah. And we we truly just don't know yet. Nope. But uh, we'll continue to watch this situation. It is just more bonkers every day. Yeah. 
Yes, you can't cut up bodies. <laughs> Truly. There is a rule about that. Yeah. There, there, there's That's frowned upon. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just still very sad for the children of these men. God, you know, we know that uh, the sheriff's office does believe that they were setting out to commit a crime, uh, you know, when they took off together like this. And whatever they were up to has resulted in all of their deaths, leaving all these little kids with or these children without fathers. Yeah. With this horrific scene in the river. It's just the whole thing is just unthinkable. It, it is unthinkable. And it's just so strange. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What the hell happened? And they, you know, they they took off on a Sunday. Bodies weren't found till Saturday. Where were they? Where were yeah. they, were they dead already? Where were they? You know, like there's so many questions here. Yeah. Colleen said they have a similar situation there. Four bodies of missing male migrant workers. And no one knows what's going on. Oh, no. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yikes. That is really scary. Yeah, it is. Oh, boy. Well, let's keep moving. We just have so much. Uh, back to Serenity. Or not Serenity. Sorry. Back to Harmony. Yes. So, of course, Harmony Montgomery is the little child that's still missing from New Hampshire and her dad, Adam Montgomery, uh, has always been a suspect, but, and, and her, uh, stepmother, but they still haven't been charged with, uh, in her death. Mm -hmm. Adam's currently coming up on some weapons charges mm -hmm. that could keep him in prison to until his seventies, uh, if he's found guilty on all of these. But something really wild. So his attorneys are trying to block some of the witnesses that are on the witness list from testifying. One of them is his now ex-wife, Kayla Montgomery, mm -hmm. who is Harmony's stepmother and was involved in her life when she went missing. The other person is a woman named Danielle Dauphini. Dauphini, I believe. I guess, yeah. I wasn't sure either. Danielle is charged with murdering her five-year-old son. <laughs> what the hell? These are Who like are the worst people? person on the planet or people on the planet of Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and they're saying that whatever the Kayla Montgomery has said, mm -hmm. like, totally blew this case wide open. Yes. And so they're really trying to hold that out. The problem is, even if they were married, if they were involved in the commission of a crime, that spousal privilege does not apply. Yeah. It is crazy. So I just couldn't believe that when I read that today, that on the witness list is a woman who murdered her five-year-old son. That is crazy. Apparently kids are just throwaways in those parts. I, I know that the drug problem there is off the charts and that mm -hmm. that is the problem with Adam and Kayla and obviously mm -hmm. this woman as well, but I'm assuming this woman as well, but wow. It just, every time you think it can't get worse in that case, it definitely gets worse. It does. And we still, still are not seeing 
I mean, they they have proof now. They're sure that um, Harmony was murdered, don't have her body, and they're still not charged. It's This has been going on for a long time. Yep. Yep. This case makes me as mad as the Oakley. Ugh. Oakley Carlson. Oakley Carlson um, from Washington. That case, I literally check that case every single week to see what the hell's going on with it. Mm-hmm. And, well, nothing. That's what. Yeah. At least nothing that anyone knows about. Except for Oakley Carlson, there's a group of ladies in Grace, Grace Harbor. Or is it Oak Harbor? Anyway, in the town where she's from. Something that have yeah. organized themselves. And they call themselves Oakley's Angels. And they show up to every court hearing with signs and they stand out front and they yell at her dad as he comes and goes and demand to know where she's at and hassle him and his family and good on them. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to hear that because somebody needs to, you know, well, Oakley doesn't have any angels in her family, you know, so there's nothing new in that case, but I just want to prop them up. They need, you know, to stand up for these kids because. And then. Oh, Oak Oak Harbor, the county is Grays Harbor. So I was right and right. We're both right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's confusing. And her name is Oakley. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Irene Guacua. Remember Irene Guacua? So Irene is the Kenyan woman that has been missing out of Gillette. Well, a couple of days ago, uh, law enforcement stormed Nathan Hightower's house and hauled out tons of stuff. So the women in that town, notice how these are coalitions of women that are forming right and left. Mm -hmm. Uh, The women in that town who didn't even know Irene, but they're still like, not in our freaking town, bro. It's not happening. And they too have, they have harassed the crap out of him. They have have signs lining the streets you know reminding people that irene is still missing they are still Mm -hmm. leading searches i mean these women are heroes so they sat across the street and took pictures all day and watched all of this stuff play out the police wouldn't tell them anything but they watched he wasn't there they were hoping he was in custody maybe Mm -hmm. he was but he was back home the next day so we don't know if anything came from that search. We probably won't know for a while, but there was at least some action there. So I think that's something encouraging happening. But why has it taken this long? She's been missing for several months. Oh, yeah. Well, she went missing the end of uh, February. Right. Yeah. So why has it taken this long to search him? Well, because this just got national news. Well, he already has charges. I mean, he has felony charges oh, for that's right. tampering with her bank account and draining her, well, draining her bank account, changing her passwords and things. Right. So they, he's out on bail as it is, uh, but this looks like more action against him. So anyway, we'll keep an eye on it. But honestly, uh, these women that are coming together and doing these kinds of things in their towns where there's crimes, good on them. They are heroes. Well, Crimes against women and children. I mean, yeah. aren't we all fucking tired of this shit? Mm-hmm. I mean, you may have noticed we haven't covered some of the most recent young child deaths and missing children. And we just, we wore out because we had so many in a row and we had to take a break, like just a yeah. mental health break from these mm-hmm. kinds of cases. It's 
It's exhausting it's, and it just is exhausting. so sad and frustrating. Yeah. yeah. But these grassroots community efforts are just amazing to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, people did that here too when Tylee and JJ were missing. Oh, yes. Remember the t-shirts, you know? Yeah. The t-shirts on the, on the power poles were really great. Yeah. Yep. For sure. And showing up in court wearing t-shirts saying, mm -hmm. where are the kids and stuff? More power to you, mamas. Yep. yep. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, I got to get back to my list. There really is just so much. Uh, the Stockton Killer. Yeah. Okay. So I did an update on the uh, Stockton Serial Killer on Monday because there is suspect in custody, we know. Now his name is Wesley Brownlee. And he has now been to court. A few things to know about him. He had his first court appearance on Tuesday. He has now been charged in three murders with more charges coming, mm -hmm. um, which is a good thing. But here's some scary, something scary that has come out about him. Prior to him moving and settling in Stockton just this summer, he's kind of lived in Stockton and in the area off and on for a long time. But most recently, prior to living in Stockton, he was a truck driver. Uh -huh. And you may know, we've talked about this a little bit, but the FBI says that most of the active serial killers in the United States right now are over-the-road truckers. And so many have been in the past because they're very difficult to catch. Constantly changing locations. And so, you know, there are already six murder victims and one attempted murder victim in this case. But uh -huh. it really makes you wonder what was going on with him when he was driving truck. Because uh -huh. he has no, his criminal history is all around um, drugs and he has a DUI and he's done some prison time for um, uh, selling drugs. Uh -huh. You're telling me that he started in violent crime, started with murder? No, no. he didn't. No. no. No, he didn't. There's other stuff out there. I don't, I have no doubt there's other yeah. stuff out there. They're going to find more. Yep. But he's now charged and being held um, much to the relief of everyone who lives in Stockton, especially this particular neighborhood. He was kind of, a, it was kind of a six mile radius around where he was living. Um, is where the most recent murders have been. Yeah. So we will continue to keep an eye on him, and I'm sure that they will continue charging him. Um, but yeah. now, of course, they've got him charged on three murders, so he's not going anywhere, which is yep. good news. Absolutely. Uh, in the Petito matter, uh, tomorrow was supposed to be a day of taking depositions, in the civil case between the Petitos and the Laundries. Mm -hmm. And that has been postponed for, it looks like, at least a month. And uh, there's not a, they're not entirely sure why or saying why. There's some speculation that it's because of Hurricane Ian and mm -hmm. uh, with proximity to the Laundries. And mm -hmm. that may be why that happened. But at this point, that won't be happening until probably the end of next month. But those mm -hmm. depositions are just about to start uh, being taken and rolling out. So that's good, good. news. That's a case that we're still very interested in. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Murdoch. 
<laughs> they are now saying his attorney is now trying to claim that they know who killed Maggie and Paul. Really? Because so do I. <laughs> nah. Nah. Alex, he's such a he's such a little angel. He would never do anything wrong. Right? My God, that dude has never done anything right. Ever. Oh, my God. He, they're now trying to claim that this was a cousin. <laughs> Throwing his own family under the bus. Uh-huh. That it's a, a distant cousin. Sounds about who right. Murdered uh, his wife and son. Apparently, the cousin was uh, potentially some kind of a, his name is Curtis Eddie Smith. Uh, and supposedly, Curtis Eddie Smith uh, was a suspect or was looked at at one point and failed a polygraph when he was questioned about Maggie and Paul. Mm -hmm. And so now, of course, that's what they're trying to claim is that he's the one that did it. Uh, no idea for sure why they think that he might have done that, but uh, you know, he's such a squeaky clean guy. I just can't imagine. Well, so, and, yeah, I mean, what's the what would be the motive? I'm not really clear on that. On why there was also talk. They also were trying to claim that it may have been um, a groundskeeper that. Uh, that Maggie was maybe having an affair with a groundskeeper and that's what led to this. They're throwing out all kinds of shit, just trying to, uh, you know, get something to stick to the wall, but right. Anything anyway, other than Alex. Yeah. But that's, that's the latest in the Alex Murdoch also belligerent herd circus. And God. there's more too, with just more of the uh, white collar stuff, but that's, that's gotten very tedious. I'm really more concerned right now in the murder trial for his wife and son. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie's always getting blamed for stuff, right? Yeah, and if he did it, it's because Alex paid him. Right, exactly. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But that yeah. seems like something that Alex Murdar would do because absolutely nothing is sacred. So blame yeah. his cousin. Sounds right. Yeah. Jeez. That is that something. Is trash. Well, speaking of trash, let's talk about Timothy Hazlitt. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So Timothy Hazlitt, of course, this is Excelsior. Uh, Excelsior Springs. Um, this is the woman who went, who came knocking on a neighbor's door and, you know, claimed that she had been being held and had been raped and kidnapped and assaulted, right? Mm -hmm. And this, this all came out on October 6th. She ran to a neighbor, a neighbor helped her, police called, police were called, um, Timothy was out picking, dropping off his child, who he does have full custody of, uh, at elementary school. Mm -hmm. And somehow she got away. Mm -hmm. He forgot to lock her, lock something, and she got out. Mm -hmm. So what she told police is a man by the name of Timothy picked her up on Prospect, which is a, a Prospect is a street in Kansas City and Missouri, and um, it is known for uh, prostitution. So there, there, there are sex workers that walk that street. So she said Timothy picked her up on Prospect at the beginning of September. So he had her a little over a month. Yeah. She said Timothy, and she knew his first name, 
kept her in a small room in the basement that he had built. She said she had been, been restrained with handcuffs on her wrists and ankles, mm-hmm. uh, which she did have very obvious signs of restraints. And there were well, she had a restraint around her neck too. Yes, she had a metal collar. That they yeah. the paramedics had to get off because it was restricting her breathing. She had wounds on her back from being whipped. She said she'd been raped over and over. Um, she also said there were other victims. And so she was taken to the hospital and treated and she was released and we don't know her name. And as far as I'm concerned, we will never use it on this show. I hope that this poor woman gets the privacy that she needs to recover from what she has been through because it's horrifying. Uh Um, Yeah. EMS had to take the collar off from her, which was a really big deal to try to get it off because it was affecting her breathing and obviously very dangerous. Yeah. Um, let's see. So she also pointed out the house where she'd been being held captive, um, while she was in the ambulance as they were driving by. Yeah. Yeah. So they did arrest Timothy, Timothy Mm -hmm. Hazlitt, as we know, um, he is currently, and this is interesting. We just keep seeing this stuff, but police find something to arrest somebody like him for that is unrelated to this case mm-hmm. to give them time to work the case. Yeah. He was taken into custody on an unrelated animal control violation. Yeah. And we don't know what the details of that are. That has not mm-hmm. been released. So here's what's going on right now. There were three search warrants served that day. Those yeah. ser- search warrants have been sealed for 30 days. So we do not know what they say, yeah. you know, or what they indicate, um, you know, were they were looking for. There's a real um, locking down of this case. So mm-hmm. we know that they didn't find any other living people in the house. <laughs> but they did pull out one, maybe more large blue barrel. Mm-hmm. And there are real questions about if there were bodies in the basement of that house. Mm-hmm. We don't know. However, what the way that this is being handled by law enforcement makes me think that this case is bigger than um, a, a, you know, a kidnapping and rape because they have locked everything down. You can't see anything. They've also formed a task force of multiple um, law enforcement agencies to investigate this. Uh-huh. So obviously there's tons of stuff we do not know. Uh-huh. But what we know is that they're taking this extremely seriously. Yeah. The other question, and this has been addressed by police, but there are a lot of people countering this. So prior to this happening, there had been a rumor going around that black women were being kidnapped from uh, <clears throat> Prospect. the street, Prospect, yeah. right? And that there are quite a few missing women and quite a few who have been murdered. And there's been a rumor that there was a serial killer working in that area in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. The police have come out and said that isn't true and we don't think that's true. But people living on the streets and women working on those streets are 
saying that they absolutely do know of mm-hmm. more women who are missing. They're all black women also. Yeah. And it is rumored that the victim was black, although I haven't actually seen that confirmed. Yeah. Uh, so there are real questions about, you know, how bad of a baddie is Timothy Haslett Jr.? Yeah. And it sounds like maybe even worse than we know. There's also some news agencies referring to him as a white supremacist. Yes. Yes. That's coming out too, that he's got some real, um, you know, mm-hmm. also, views. The police have been to his house three times in the last year two of them on welfare checks for him. Apparently his dad at one point called the police and asked them to check on him because he was very concerned about his well-being. Wow. Another point, a coworker called for a welfare check because he quit showing up to work. And then the off-leash dog issue happened in July and the police were there then. So there has been some concerning activity going on at that house for a while. Well, And now we know there's an elementary school child that's been living in that house, which that's horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, um, yeah, they're locking down to protect the identity of the survivor. I think that's true, but there's more Mm -hmm. here. They have fenced off the house. They have Mm -hmm. also boarded up the doors and windows to make sure that no one can break into that house and mess with anything because it is all still evidence. Yep. All of it really smacks of this is much bigger than we yet know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I know. And yeah, the blue barrels giving everybody Dahmer flashbacks for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What definitely. is it with serial killers and barrels? Right. Yeah. What is it with serial killers? Period. Oh, well, okay. There's that too. Yeah. But we, you know, so it's very, disconcerting you know that this is bigger than we know um but we're not going to know for a while what's really going on but what we do know is it's being taken very seriously yes and being investigated and and that's i think what really matters that's the key yeah yep for sure yeah yeah all righty well there is a missing student we wanted to do one quick uh missing person spotlight so i'm going to show you her picture this darling girl is missing from princeton yeah her name is Mizrock Owanti. she's 20 she's of the class of 2024 she disappeared about 3 a.m on friday around scully hall which is a dorm mm-hmm. that's all we know yeah it, there's very little information out there, except for that there is a big search happening. They have been searching the area uh, via every search engine possible, you know, mm-hmm. um, on foot as well as uh, in the water and in, you know, ATVs. And I mean, there's a big search happening, but they just don't know. She was a sociology minor, uh, a so yeah, sociology. Oh, with a minor in computer science. Mm-hmm. Uh, her family didn't feel like she was having any mental health issues or anything like that. Her friends say she was not dating anybody. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. But on Saturday, she had an interview regarding her application for American citizenship. So she grew up in Ohio. 
uh, her family immigrated here from Ethiopia in 2008. She was the valedictorian of her graduating class. I mean, she's just a really smart, driven kid. She's mm-hmm. on a full four-year scholarship to Princeton. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Pretty amazing. So she is an amazing person, and she is just vanished. So apparently there's a wooded area near where her phone pinged, but that's mm-hmm. near the dorms. And that's the place, last place her phone did ping. And so the search continues. I just wanted to show you guys her face so that you know that this uh, beautiful girl is missing and there is a search carrying on for her. And hopefully we'll get some answers on that front. Her poor family is just beside themselves and scared to death at this point for very good reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. It really is something really sad. All right. Well, lastly, Daybell Vallow. <laughs> I think lastly, did we cover all of yours? Yes. That we did. Yes, we did. Okay. Daybell Vallow. So as you know, there was court last week and last Thursday, and it was just prior and Lori Hellis, uh, both having time with the judge. And right. Lori uh, really kindly and respectfully told the judge that she believes that he's, you know, essentially breaking the law in sealing all of these documents that uh, should not be sealed. And that that's just, uh, you know, it's not acceptable that right. they, the public has the right to know and that these things should be unsealed. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to have to decide how he wants to move forward with that. Uh, huge respect for Lori Hellis. Huge. That was yeah. terrifying. And she, you know, held her own well. I was thinking about this in the scope of the patriarchal society around here. Mm-hmm. That it would really ruffle a male judge to have a woman be sending him these uh, letters and then show up in his court to have this talk with him. Uh, how dare she? But absolutely make it worse. If there's anything men around here like less than being told what to do by a woman, mm-hmm. it's an outsider. Yes. And she's both. Yeah. And she so, had the to be straight both. up audacity to tell him that he's doing his job incorrectly. And mm-hmm. I'm with you, Lori, a hundred percent. But he has bristled. He has definitely bristled at her mm-hmm. efforts. And we'll see. I have no idea what's going to happen with that. None. But yeah, I, I really I don't think, think Judge Boyce is out of control. Anything. I don't either. But I think Judge Boyce is a bit out of control at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he really needs uh, some mentoring. I think that he is in over his head and it's showing a lot. And it needs to... Uh, move forward. Yeah, Lori did say uh, that there is a gag order on Daybell Vallow. I'm not sure about that. Uh, no one has said that except for her. Not saying she's wrong, but no one has said that except for her. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's interesting. Now let's talk about Lori. Lori. Lori yeah. is still in the Madison County Jail. She has not been transferred to the medical uh, to a medical facility. Uh there is some talk that there needs to be some kind of an order to start uh, forcibly medicating her again. 
and that that perhaps the reason that they're talking about transporting her is because they need to take her to the hospital so that they can medicate her forcibly, that they're perhaps not able to give her her meds that she needs uh, at the jail because they need to be uh, injectables or intravenous and she's mm-hmm. not getting that. But I did verify with our contact at the jail that she is there and mm-hmm. there's no order right now to transport her out. No, because well, she has to be evaluated. So yeah. that's what that whole thing was. They've been given permission now to have her evaluated. So you know the defense evaluator. You know the prosecution's going to have their own evaluator. Then yep. there's going to be a hearing. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. this stuff always takes a lot more time than you than anyone wants it to. Yep, yep. So, but that is what's up with her currently. In case you're wondering, because there was an order to transport uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then of course the stay and all the you know the secrecy and the quietness. So it just made me wonder today: is she? Is she at the jail? We think she is, but I thought, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm just going to officially find out so that we absolutely know. So, yes, she is officially at the jail. Yeah. All right. So the judge did send out three orders uh, in response to Mr. Pryor's arguments last week. One of the things he was asking for was, uh, let's see, let me get, he uh, wanted a motion for a bill of particulars. This is something that Lori's team had already asked for and been rejected on. Uh, a bill of particulars is basically a written itemization of claims in a lawsuit or of the allegations against the complainant or the petition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the judge said no. He didn't, he denied that. Basically, this was that whole, we need to throw this back to the grand jury and make them redefine the charges because we're confused. And the... Uh, Prosecutor said, we're not confused. And the judge said, I'm not confused. So I guess unconfuse yourselves. <laughs> they also filed a motion for the grand jury transcript. And. Of that other grand jury. Of the other grand jury. Yeah. And the state said they didn't object to the defendant having the transcript. But. They were concerned about the secrecy and confidentiality provisions for the grand jurors. So the judge said, yes, you can have the transcript. You will have to pay for it out of your own pocket, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the defendant's time. And the court is ordered to first deliver the transcript to the court for an in-camera review in order to redact any information potentially or actually identifying grand jurors if necessary. So basically the court says, we'll have to go through it, redact anything that you really don't get to know. And then you can have it if you want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So that was one of them. And then the last ruling was, and this was so short and sweet on October 13th, 2022 during a motion hearing held in this, this case, The state made an oral motion for the court to enter a stay of this case pending determination of competency for the co-defendant. The defendant objected to the state's motion for the stay. The court denied the motion to stay. Yeah. So Chad's still on like Donkey Kong. Mm Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, we still don't know because Lori is stayed. So how does this work? Hell, we don't know. This is just getting more confusing by the day. Well, unless the judge grants severing the trials, I mean, it doesn't. That's the one thing he's not ruled on. 
Yep. Yeah. So he ruled on everything else really quickly. Uh, not sure why this one's taking longer, but it must be a bigger decision for him. Well, so there's more grounds for it now than there were the last time you reviewed it. Certainly. If we can't keep Lori healthy enough to get her to trial, at some point he will have to sever. I mean. Yeah, he will. I mean, he can't deny Chad his trial. Like, you know. Yeah. So here's the big question uh, on the minds of uh, the chatters. Is Lori refusing meds? Is she uh, refusing meds to try to get back to the hospital? Is she refusing meds because, you know, sometimes uh, bonkers people don't think they're bonkers. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? Yeah. Well, those are all great questions. And, you know, I was talking with my wife, Rhonda, who is a mental health professional. She said that she really thinks that probably one of the problems here is that she was on likely on injectable medication in the hospital they cannot provide injectable medication in the jail. So then they would have to put her on oral meds, oral meds, which she can, uh, you know, attempt to uh, refuse or, you know, spit them out or whatever. Uh And we don't have currently an order in place that says the jail can forcibly medicate her. Yeah. That can be ordered, but still when it's oral, that is hard to do. Um, Can they order for like a home health nurse to come in and give her injectables every day? Possible. I mean, the the jail staff are not trained to give injectable injectable medication. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, lots of things are possible if the court orders it. And it is one thought is that, you know, the thing with injectable medication is it's monthly or every two weeks. It's not like you need somebody to give an injection every single day. That's not how it is. So that may be possible, but those are all things that they have to explore Mm -hmm. as a part of her evaluation to determine, does she need to go back to the hospital or do they just want to make the changes to her meds and keep her in the jail? Yeah. That depends on what her mental state is too, Mm -hmm. of course. Um, But yeah. Yeah. And why is she with, you know, if she's, if she's refusing meds, we are kind of assuming that she is. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Likely she doesn't really realize she's mentally ill or doesn't agree with that and doesn't want to take the medication. Yeah. But of course, yes. Could this also be an attempt on her part to delay? Yeah. A hundred percent. It could be. Yeah. It's probably a mix of all of those things, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I would imagine that's true. Yeah. So there you have it. Yeah. That's what we know. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, interesting, Janet, right? What about the kind that dissolve under your tongue? Maybe that's not an application for that med. It just depends on the med, the kind of med. They probably don't have that because most of these mental health meds are um, extended release and they can't be dissolvable. Um, It's very complicated because it depends on what medication has worked because something worked that got her out of the hospital. But if that med can't be then um repeated in the jail that's a big problem that's a huge problem yeah 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 yep it is something yep so there you go that's what we've got we did go over a little bit i apologize but uh I, there was just so much tonight right. so i think uh so we're going to come back for the cold read party yes. so it's eight ten now we'll come back 
at 8.20. Let's take a 10-minute yes. break. We'll come back at 8.20 for the cold read party. So if you're a subscriber, be sure you come back for that. Um, we're going to format. We're going to change our format a little bit and throw a case at you guys. And yeah. let you throw cases back at us. So we think it's going to... I gonna, have a case for you. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Make it a little bit different and interesting. So that's what's up. So thanks, you guys, so much for being here. We'll be back here in about 10 minutes uh, on the new stream, of course, for the Cold Read Party. Mm -hmm. This has been yet another uh, production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, Bye everybody. Thank <music> you.